Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning. And uh, my guest today is Imogen Ragone, an Alexander teacher, Alexander Technique teacher in Wilmington, Delaware. She's also a website designer. And we're going to um, talk today a little about gravity. And actually, Imogen is um, going to do the interviewing. Uh, so I will turn this over to her. Welcome, Imogen. Oh, glad to be here. <laughs> nice to be the uh, interviewer for a change. So anyway, so I know, Robert, as, um, as you've been doing all your investigations as part of your Up With Gravity um, process that you've been thinking a lot about gravity. And I know for a lot of people, gravity can have a pretty negative connotation, but I think you have some um, different things to tell us about it. So what have you been discovering or thinking about? Well, I've become very, very interested in gravity over the last few years. And uh, as you say, most people have a kind of a negative view of gravity. It's often seen as a limiting force. It's seen as something that pulls us down. Um, I can't tell you how many people that I've talked to over the years who, um, students and just people I run into, who say, oh, you know, it, I, I'm fighting gravity and gravity's winning, that kind of thing. Uh, as I get older, uh, gravity's pulling me down more and more and so on. And um, the truth of the matter is, and I think most Alexander teachers are aware of this at some level, that gravity is actually can be a force for, uh, for good as long as we know how to use it. Um, that people, when people blame gravity, say, for their slump, um, they're really br blaming the wrong uh, person or force because typically when people slump, they're actually pulling themselves in. It's not mm -hmm. gravity that's pulling them down at all. But just in general, I'm, I'm kind of interested in the general take on gravity, which is that it's uh, maybe some people would grudgingly say, well, it does serve some useful purpose. You know, we get we don't float up off the ground. Um, it, it keeps us tethered to the earth, and that's, that's a, a very useful. Purpose. It's a very useful purpose, but you know, it, it'd be great if we could we could do without it, or or at least it didn't have these negative influences on on us. And part of the problem, as I started to do research, is that the very word gravity, and I didn't realize this until pretty recently is only about 300 years old. Oh. It's a brand new word. Uh, it, came, it came into usage in English uh, sometime after Newton um, discovered it. I don't believe that Newton ever used the word gravity, but I could be wrong about it. But it had, it, it, its Latin roots were words that had to do with heavy or weighty. The idea being, uh, you know, Newton sits under a tree and an apple whacks him on the head and he, <laughs> he, he realizes there's some force that's tending to uh, pull things down towards the center of the earth. So this word gravity 
unfortunately, sounds similar to words like grave or graveyard. Yeah. Well, it's obviously the same root, isn't it? Well, not really. I don't think so. Well, I have a question. Yeah. You know, did the word gravity exist with a different meaning? Because you can say he spoke with gravity, and it's not talking about gravity, the force. It means he spoke seriously. He spoke. I, I think I think that's oh. the heavy or weighty yeah. root. Yeah. But it didn't have anything to do with the force of mm -hmm. gravity. And it certainly um, had nothing to do with graveyards and, <laughs> and gravestones. And so there's a, already this kind of initial association um, that uh, kind of gives it a bad press in, I think, most people's uh, mind. But the thing, the thing that when you study gravity a little bit, I mean, one of the first things you discover is that while it's very precisely measured, and I can remember in, in sophomore physics in university measuring it and measuring stuff around it, and there are a lot of, you can get very elaborate equations of motion based on the gravitational force. I remember pendulums hanging from pendulums and stuff. I mean, it's pretty amazing amount of detail, uh, precise math around that. But the actual force itself is, uh, there is zero understanding of it. Um, that No one knows why it is. And um, in fact... Um, although we tend to think of gravity as a fairly strong force because of our own personal experience with it, um, it's important to understand that our experience is with having our nearest neighbor, namely the Earth, being huge compared to us. And so it manages to muster a fairly decent force on us but two people in the same room, there is a gravitational attraction between them, but it's unbelievably weak, hardly measurable. And that weakness... That's useful too. <laughs> that's useful too. Otherwise, we'd all be crashing into each other. Um, and the, the, um, that the fact that Gravity, and I, I guess there are in physics uh, four fundamental forces, gravity being one of them. And of the four, gravity is in a totally different league than the others in terms of its weakness. Oh. It's just extraordinarily weak. And that is a big problem in theoretical physics. I believe it uh, It bothered Einstein a lot. Um it, 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 he tried to figure out some way to have a unified theory of all these forces, and gravity is is the outlier and is very problematic. Um, now, in recent years, um, there's a field of theoretical physics called string theory, which I do not pretend to understand at <laughs> all, but... Um, which, among other things, uh, has put forward some ideas about gravity that are quite uh, interesting. Uh, one, uh, one of the very prominent um, uh, string theory physicists is a woman named Lisa Randell, who is at Harvard University. And my understanding of her theory about gravity 
is that the gravity that we're getting here on Earth is a very muted version of the real deal out there in space somewhere. We're getting like a, a tiny fraction of it. And that presumably each planet gets its own version of gravity. And it's it's an interesting theory to me because if if the strength of the gravitational field were a tiny, tiny bit weaker than it is, life on Earth would just end pretty much instantly. Mm. The atmosphere would just drift off into outer space and um, we just would no longer exist. And if it was a teeny bit stronger, the same thing would happen in different ways. Some plants wouldn't be able to come out of the earth it has to be it really has to be what it is um tiny deviation and we're all in in serious trouble so interesting and you know i think a lot of people who maybe don't remember their high school physics right a real misconception about what gravity is and think it's something pressing down on them Mm -hmm. whereas the opposite is really it's, it's an attractive like, force. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a force that it attracts one object, or in the case of humans, one person to another object. And, and it, it, it draws um, objects together, or people and objects together. And as I say, our, our own experience with it is, is pretty much dominated by this object called the earth which is you know many 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 times bigger than we are denser than we are so yeah it's an attractive force now there's a i just want to quickly mention there's another very well-known string theory physicist a guy named eric volinde i think it's pronounced and he has a whole theory that there is no gravity, that what we are measuring as gravity is something else. Who knows? Um, And whether I don't think any of those ideas make any real difference for the up with gravity work that I'm doing, but they are kind of interesting, and they illustrate just how little we know about it and yet how, how crucial it is for us. And I guess my general point is it would be nice if we could collectively as a species let go of this negative view of of a force that is totally crucial to our to existence a, to life yes. to life yeah mm-hmm. and um i guess that's mostly what i wanted to say um oh, that's yeah. great i mean i think um um it's not only crucial to life in terms of that we have air to breathe but i mean we we just wouldn't be able to function but we, we wouldn't even be able to exist. exist That's the thing. So, there could exactly. be no life on Earth. But with... even in terms of people then complaining about, you know, getting pulled down by gravity, it's not. It's not a. Really. It's, it's, yeah. it's just that, a force that, that, that attracts that us to the Earth. Yeah. Misunderstanding of what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. So that's basically it. Um, Sound- yeah, no, that was great. Sounds good. So I'm going to turn it back over to you to just Okay, well, <laughs> the interviewer today has been uh, Imogen Ragone, an Alexander Technique teacher in Wilmington, Delaware. Thanks so much for doing this, Imogen. And thank you, Robert, an Alexander Technique teacher from Lincoln, Nebraska. <laughs> right.